everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. This show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making other people healthier in this world. On the show, we have people that are blazing trails of innovation and health, all for the purpose of making people healthier, making better populations, making drawing well-being out of the community. Wide spectrum, providers, payers, doctors, health tech, genomics, we try and cover it all. But most importantly, the key, most important thing we have is passionate people that are driving and leading these innovations. And on that front, I'm really enthused to have Dr. Mark Davies on the show. Dr. Mark Davies is the chief medical officer uh, over Europe, Middle East, and Africa at IBM and IBM Watson Health. He's done a lot of really cool stuff. He's doing a lot of really cool stuff that's changing the game. I'm not going to steal his thunder. Dr. Th Davies, welcome to the show and thank you for making time. Anthony, nice to be speaking to you. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, um, teleport us back. You know, I love origin stories, how heroes, uh, how people became the person that they're, they are. Uh, take us, transport us back to where it all started. Tell us your origin story and, you know, what led you into where you're at today and to focusing on health so intensely. So, no, so, so thanks for that. I, I guess I had a pretty a pretty traditional uh, route into healthcare in the sense that uh, from a relatively early age, I was interested in medicine and training as a, as a doctor and uh, went through a, uh, a route into hospital practice and uh, in, in fact was really interested in uh, HIV in the early days of, as it was called then, uh, uh, AIDS, and was working in a hospital in South London, mm -hmm. seeing um, uh, uh, pe people with uh, uh, AIDS and HIV, and mm. uh, the, the clinic was run uh, by me and the professor and a group of uh, general practitioners, primary care physicians, who uh, we pulled in to try and kind of man the clinic. And what happened was uh, the patients would come in and they could choose who they went wanted to see. And I noticed that none of the patients wanted to see me or the professor who had all the, <laughs> the facts about HIV and, the, and, and the, the technical knowledge around kind of which drugs and which investigations. They went to see the GPs. And mm. one day I got really fed up and I thought, what's going on here? And I went and sat with one of these GPs to find out what was going on. And bluntly, I was blown away by what I saw. So what I, mm. what I saw was a style of medicine that was uh, more inclusive, more explorative. It was completely different to how I'd been trained as a hospital uh, clinician. And I had a very strong sense at that moment that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a, I wanted to train and practice medicine in, in that way that was kind of focused around the individual rather than the disease and um, mm. that led me into into general practice and and uh, uh, a, a career that was 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 a combination of redesigning services and thinking about how you might have different ways of delivering care um, often enabled by digital technology plus plus family practice so wind the clock forward about 20 years and I was the medical director of uh, a very large um, uh, supplier of emergency care across the north part of uh, the UK, which I'd founded myself. I was the the uh, medical director of it. 
we covered about three million people uh, across um, nursing, across kind of emergency departments, um, uh, across primary care, dentistry, mental health, end of life. Uh, the whole the whole gamut and and was working with a bunch of hospitals um, to uh, to talk about how we collaborated and how we worked as a as a network and I had the kind of second Damascus moment uh, for me which was which was the equivalent of what happened to me in that hospital in South London but at the population level uh, because mm-hmm. I had a I had a conversation with the hospital executives and they said they 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 expressed how much sympathy they had for this whole system working uh, that I was trying to advocate. But what they said was, at the end of the day, we just have to run our hospitals. That's what we're paid mm-hmm. to do. They have to be financially viable. And when push comes to shove, that has to be the priority for us, as opposed to the population. And I had the same thought. I thought, I thought, you know what? In the same way as I wanted to be focused around patients rather than diseases, I wanted to be focused around populations rather than organisations. And at that point, I didn't, I didn't call it population health management at that point. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't familiar with that phrase. But at that point, I just thought, I, I am totally clear what I'm waiting for and how, um, uh, and how I want to be uh, organised myself in. In healthcare, so wind the clock forward another ten years, and it took another ten years for integrated care, accountable care systems, place-based care, population health, etc., to really come of age. Um, and, and it was so. I feel like this is an uh, uh, an idea that has been uh, developing over most of my my career, and now I'm in a position to make it a reality. I love it. I love it. Doc, Dr. Davies, so, so appreciate your background, appreciate what you've done, your focus and kind of the conclusions that your experiences on, on all those multiple dimensions have led you to add. And it, it, you're, in a, you're in a prime spot. You're seeing so much right now. You're seeing so many different topics. And what I love also about your articles, um, it, it strikes a really interesting blend of the, the, the wet sciences, the soft sciences, the empathy side of healthcare while also considering the financial implications of the way the current system works across across Europe, Asia, and all the different you know regions across the world. But more specifically along those lines, I guess, what are some things in health that really have you fascinated and is capturing your attention these days? Maybe you can pick one or two of those and go deep. And, and why are they so fascinating to you today? Yeah, no, sure. sure. So I, so I, I guess one of the things that I think is 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 really exciting is the opportunity of creating uh, meaningful insights from uh, linked linked data sets uh, in mm-hmm. integrate in integrated systems. So imagine, if you will, an, a, a data architecture that, rather than being centered around a service or a or a, an organization, is centered around an individual. Um, a, a citizen and a, a patient, such that mm-hmm. if you create an integrated data model that puts them at the center and links together all their points of contact uh, and all the data that is uh, uh, that relates to their care, uh, you have an incredibly powerful way of understanding uh, what's going on uh, for that individual patient, um, uh, enabling them to take a much more active part as an equal mm-hmm. partner in planning some of their care and expressing some of their uh, hopes and expectations. And, mm-hmm. and, and really interestingly, linking that to uh, current research and evidence. So, so comparing what should happen 
in a particular situation with um, what actually happens and, uh, and identifying the uh, the opportunities for 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 improving care and improving consistency. So 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 that kind of joint that sort of joined up picture around uh, an, an, an individual is 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 really exciting. But where it's heading is is kind of I think even more exciting because because we are in many ways realizing that to create a sustainable healthcare system, actually this is around as much wellness and well-being as it is mm-hmm. around sickness and treatment. And with mm-hmm. patient-generated data, uh, so data around uh, their environment, their, um, uh, uh, their workplace, their uh, significant relationships, their leisure, leisure activities, their behavioural choices, their social media, their genomics, etc., we can, mm-hmm. with appropriate consent models, create a much, much richer view, not only as that individual receiving care, but, but the, the potential for that person's well-being priorities and their requirements for kind of avoiding avoiding becoming ill in the first place so it's mm-hmm. kind of it's so that's 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 a, that's an area that i think is enormously um e- enormously powerful has a very rich way i i think of of making the best use of the scarce resources that we've got in healthcare in a way that's kind of financially much more sustainable uh, and we're getting much earlier on in the curve so i guess i guess i guess that's what that's 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 one example we can talk a little bit more um, about about that that approach the other yeah example, the, the yeah. Other well example, actually just a, go just one it, go fo- yeah no just one follow-up to that um with the precision outreach and messaging for you know giving that personalized experience and you know, all these different social factors or social determinants of health is is the hot term these days. Obviously, the, the concept's been there for a while that we need to get access to environment data, personality. We need to get access to resources, food insecurity, understand all these factors. You have the EHR, you have all these disparate factors. Do you have a thesis on how this all comes together so that we can plow it through these, you know, these new data models and data science models and machine learning models so that we can outreach to, to patients? Or do you have a do you have a thesis there on how this kind of takes yeah. the next evolution and, and chapter in the story? Yeah, no, that's a really great question. And 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 you know, underpinning that question is we've had we've known this about we've known about this for some time. We've been wanting to do it some time. Why now? You know, why what what makes me feel optimistic that this is going to become a reality at this at this time? Uh, and I and I guess there's a c- couple of components to that answer. Uh, wh- one is, um, frankly, the requirement. So so we have reached a point in most of the healthcare systems of the world where it is unsustainable for us to carry on the way we are doing. So unless we get right. much earlier on in the curve in terms of prevention, illness, preventing illness, and detecting uh, early presentation, we we will just bust the bank. We haven't got enough clinicians. We haven't got enough. Uh, uh, money and we haven't got res- uh, sufficient resource in our uh, in our in our system. So we have to operate uh, in in this way. It's come at a time where there's whether it's come together um, to, uh, with the second point, which is around capability. So so the cost of storing data, the sophistication of manipulating data, our ability to hold data safely and securely in a linked matter. Uh, manner has has uh, increased exponentially over the last kind of five years, and and we have seen technologies such as uh, machine learning, such as kind of cloud 
such as advances in privacy enhancing techniques uh, uh, like cybersecurity, really making the processing of large scale data sets and the deriving of meaningful insights that are actually that are actionable i.e can make a difference to decisions that people make and um, that's that's come to a level of maturity now where it can be used uh, uh, within within healthcare so for those two for those two reasons we're at, we are at the happy point where i think we're going to be able to and we are already seeing this becoming a reality i love it i love it i i absolutely agree i think that is as well and uh Hopefully my question there didn't um, uh, derail your second thought. It, it felt like my spidey sense felt that you were going to talk about another uh, uh, item that has your fascination these days that that's somehow connected to this. So, so, so your spy sense was, was spot on. <laughs> spot on. <laughs> so the second area I was going to, going to talk about was uh, the idea around um, uh decision support in 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 healthcare so essentially sure. uh, essentially healthcare is a is a knowledge industry it's a, an, an industry that is entirely predicated on the knowledge base that we use to make decisions um often underpinned by um uh, ev clinical evidence uh, academic publications uh, uh scholarly publishing around what works what doesn't work in particular in, in particular situations um the problem that we've got is the volume of those publications is increasing uh, exponentially so it's really hard for clinicians to, uh, clinicians to keep up to date and mm -hmm. at the at the point of care often it can be really difficult to process vast amounts of 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 data and 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 make decisions in a really consistent way um so one of the things that we've been working in in Watson Health particularly is using machine learning to read a corpus of knowledge and to, to, to set it in context, combine it with often patient data and present decision support at the point of care for individual clinicians. Mm. And that's, that's something that, you know, as a practicing clinician, uh, uh, when, when I was a practicing clinician, uh, I would, I would have absolutely loved. And the ability to ensure that I was making the right decision every time, even on a wet Friday afternoon when I was tired, you know, for every, <laughs> sing, for, for every single patient, uh, you know, that is the answer to reducing unexplained variation across clinical care, which we know not only hides hidden cost, but only also hides uh, clinical risk and uh, variable quality. I, I love it. And, it, you know, coming full circle to that, you know, I know you were speaking a little bit about how you started off and focusing on HIV and AIDS. Um, are there specific areas, disease states or scenarios where this type of modeling to come to a head with decision support using data science and what you guys are doing? Any specific areas that you aim it at? I can imagine, you know, lots more effective in one specific state as opposed to a common cold, right? But anything to elaborate there? Yeah, so 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 we have um, uh, focused initially on certain specific uh, areas uh, intentionally, um, mm -hmm. but but bluntly, I think uh, we would struggle to find areas of me medicine where this wouldn't add value actually in the right. fullness of time, right? Um, 
the, the areas we focused on initially are, are, are cancer treatments or on oncology. Uh, we've, mm-hmm. we've done some work around uh, genomics and the processing of genetic material uh, and uh, profiling uh, uh, data, uh, and also areas like uh, imaging, the process of, of, of large volumes of images and the interpretation there, uh, and also some stuff around, around uh, clinical trials maintenance, which is which is very very uh, very exciting and very interesting. So in Watson Health, they're the areas that we've looked at initially. Um, uh, but this is this is uh, an you know an early an early stage. Uh, you know, Watson Health is a story that's been going on only for a matter of years, uh, three years. Um, so 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 you know, it's it's a, a story that will evolve. It's a journey that we're on in terms right. of the a- application of this really exciting, uh, it's a really exciting. Uh, 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 technical capability to this area that is, of course, enormously important to be, as we would all see in healthcare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, as we get deeper into into genes, DNA, and you know the wet works of of, of health, uh, tell me a little bit about your vision of health in the future. Um, I'd love to just hear about you know what's health look like in the future. Maybe you know pick a horizon, whether it's next ten years, twenty years, uh, ten thousand years. <laughs> what what's going to happen? What and, and and you know just I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. So I think it's a brave man who uh, who, who makes kind of clear predictions about the about the future. But I I um, I, I think one of the kind of real themes around the experience of medicine that my children will have, certainly my my grandchildren, as compared with the experience of medicine that I had in the receiving end, uh, it will be around per- personalization. So, right. so so what I mean by that is is not only um, targeted interventions that know who what sort of group I'm in in the population. So I'm this kind of person. So so I would respond better to these kind of services, but also when it gets down to me as an individual, uh, that uh, that we would have a view on my genotype, and we would be able to, uh, in the fullness of time, start to target uh, medications and interventions in a much more personalised, uh, personalised way. Mm. So, so I think that's that trajectory we are on. We're starting mm-hmm. to see it. Um, we're starting to see it in. Uh, in, in, in oncology and, and, and some other uh, some other conditions, but it's a it's a trajectory that is going to grow uh, and grow. And I think one of the one of the most interesting areas there is the whole area of, of pharmacogenetics and and the kind of genetic profile that dictates how you respond to particular diseases and therapeutic agents. I think that's that's going to that's going to be um, fascinating. The idea that that we that we as individuals would all respond in terms of benefits and side effects from an individual drug is 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 frankly ridiculous. You know, given the right. fact that we know, we know that we're all different sizes, different shapes, different heights, and different kind of ways of of processing drugs. So 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 I think that's going to be, be really exciting. The other aspect of personalization, which is kind of maybe even more important, is the opportunities for digital platforms for people to take a lot more control of mm-hmm. 
uh, managing their conditions, uh, having data around uh, their own conditions and how they're doing, and perhaps uh, using uh, aug augmented or aug being augmented with artificial intelligence to help guide people in some of the decision uh, decisions that we we that we. That we that we make in terms of our personal lives, we, we, mm. we are we are all carrying around in our pockets every day, uh, probably the most uh, significant uh, breakthrough in medical technology that we have yeah. seen in the last thirty years, i.e., a, a smartphone. Uh, right. And I think and I think we are in the foothills of uh, uh, starting to kind of realise the opportunities. Of using that, that kind of technology to not only help us manage diseases but help us stay well. I love it. I love it, Dr. Davies. This is this is great. I've I've got one more question for you before I uh, ask it. What's a good way for our listeners to engage with you on social media or engage with you if you would like our listeners to do so? Uh, so that would be great. I'm uh, active on uh, Twitter. Uh, uh, my, my handle's at Mark Price Davis, um, and uh, very uh, keen to engage with people and hear with people's views. Um, but we have a uh, Twitter handle for uh, for IBM and for Watson Health, and that would also be a really good channel uh, for people to uh, engage and ask us questions. And we are keen to have the conversation. As you can tell from me talking, we are passionate. Uh, about the opportunities of this technology in healthcare, uh, and we're keen to talk to people who share share our passion. Perfect, perfect. We'll we'll link to that in the show notes. And um, so, my last question is uh, on a personal basis. Right, we talked a lot about personalized medicine. What health is personal, but what's what's something you do on a on a weekly, daily perspective that really keeps the engine going? That really helps you and works for you from a health and well being standpoint. <laughs> what a great question so so uh um so my 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 this will come as a surprise to to uh colleagues who don't know this about me but i'm a i'm a very keen horse person so i ride uh, i have a horse which i ride oh wow and, and for me when you're on a oh, i don't know if you ride but when you're on a horse uh, you cannot think about anything else. You have to focus on keeping that animal safe and reassuring that animal, controlling that animal, and uh, maintaining the movement of the horse in the way that you you want to. So for me, I find it completely, uh, you know, rejuvenating. And it's a wonderful way of me switching off from work and the pressures of life and focusing on something and it just bluntly recharges my batteries in a way that uh, uh, you know many other people do find from other sports or other leisure activities but that that sense of treating yourself as a uh, a resource that needs to be looked after that needs to you know there's certain things that it needs is how we keep well keep happy keep productive so that's my secret horses <laughs> i love it i love it i want to get a horse now <laughs> i'm inspired <laughs> yeah it sounds like a super healthy thing to do on so many different dimensions like you're mentioning and so uh, no super super interesting uh dr davies this was this was great this was fun Obviously, love to have you back on the show. Maybe go deeper on a couple of topics that we discussed, which probably you know renders a whole discussion on itself for a few hours. But love uh, to, yeah. Want to want to honor and respect your time. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for making time to our listeners out there. This is our 
Popel's show. This show is for people with a passion for making other people healthier in this world. Dr. Davies, thank you again so much for being on the show. Anthony, it's been great talking to you. Same here. Thanks so much. Bye thank then. you.